When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Show live from Summer League. Yeah, big audience here. We've got myself, Zach Harper. We got Jay King, Justin Verrier. Verrier? How do you want to say it? Whatever you want, man. Justin Verrier from The Ringer group chat. Give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's called. Thanks. Our- <laughs> I can see you're a listener. Our old friend, <laughs> our old friend Big Waz on that podcast. Uh, yeah. Justin used to be my editor at ESPN. I don't actually know if that's true. Yeah, you oh. were an editor. You were an editor. No I was one, your boss. You were, whoa. <laughs> All right, well, now look at you. <laughs> this is. I don't know who this is worse for. You or me? Yeah, uh, hey, speaking of worse, that Friday night game of Victor Wembanyama, not that good. But you know what was good? Tonight's game, Sunday night. 27 points. Was that 27 points? I might have made that up. That is correct. 10 rebounds, 3 blocks. 12, actually. 12 rebounds, (laughs) 3 blocks. Yeah, we got, you know, just numbers. It doesn't really matter. He was incredible. And, sure, Bell Biv DeVoe outscored him and ended up beating him with with the Blazers winning 85-80. to But Jay has been kind of a a Wimbenyama hater. Mm, uh, not a called, real hater. Called him overrated, overhyped. Today not I called that him good. malnourished Andre Drummond because he missed five free throws. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, you also was it Ante Tomic, Zomic? Who was who was Zizic. the Zizic? Yes, yeah. Ante Zizic. We got that comparison after Friday's game. Uh, but Jay, today your, I also said Nicholas Skidishvili with a barefoot pregame workout. All right, Justin, what were your <laughs> impressions of Wembenyama game two? He admitted after game one he didn't really know what he was doing. Amino Hassan in the house, just heckling. <laughs> they can't hear you. Justin, what were your impressions? <laughs> true. Uh, I, I think whatever what's, rust, hap- what's happening right what now. What is happening? Okay. you doing your show. All right. What should I say about Webb and Yama? What cannot be said about well, You want to talk Ooh, into the microphone? You wanna, yeah, okay. That's there we good. go. Um, that was Amino Hassan of Metal Arc Media, former Phoenix Suns executive I think and <laughs> co-host of Cinephobe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think game two of Webanyama, he shook off whatever uh, rust he needed to to sure. feel like he was an NBA player, right? Yeah. It seemed like he was just shell-shocked in that first game. He was out of shape. Whatever w- could go wrong went wrong in this game. He looked like, I think, what you would expect from him in year one of his experience, where it seems like he's going to struggle with some of the nuance, I think, that make him special in the NBA. But just being a giant human is going to provide him certain advantages, and you saw that play out with the blocks, uh, just getting stuff at the rim, and just the shooting is there. And so I thought that was encouraging to see such a dramatic leap from one to two at the very least. The coolest thing is the Spurs, they can do so many things with him. Yeah. He was coming off dribble handoffs as a seven foot five center. Like there aren't any centers in the league really who do that regular size centers. For a seven five guy to do that stuff, it's just kind of special. I think they're gonna have so much fun just experimenting with how best to use him, how to use just what is a very unique skill set of a we've never seen anyone like this dude. Yeah, I, I think looking at him today, I still thought he looked a little nervous in, in the first quarter or so. And then he got a he got a jumper to fall. He got a step back jumper to fall over a defender. What I noticed about him, and, and you know, you 
you mentioned the malnourished Andre Drummond, <laughs> but he, he got to the free throw line 12 times. You you can only challenge his shot by you, you fouling him, yeah. right? Like like there and granted he's going to face better defenders than than Baji, you know, who doesn't you know really look like he should be out there, but but with Wemby, like Jay, like you do have to get really uptight on him to even have a chance at bothering him, taking away space. Like I don't, I don't really know how you defend that. Um, and I and I thought part of that that helped them today in getting him some opportunities was I didn't think they ran a whole lot for him in game one. He was yeah. just kind of out there. They seemed to, like you mentioned, be running a lot more stuff today. Yeah, it felt like too much stagnant stuff, ISO stuff in the first game. They were really loading up on him. They were able to get into his body, strip him a bunch of times. Today it was just a whole bunch of different ideas, basically. And like you said, you can't contest a shot. He drew a three on a perfect – or drew three foul shots on a perfectly contested yeah. shot, like – you cannot guard him. He, he hit one over the top of another perfect contest. Yeah. It's going to be so tough to take away that space for just about any defender. And if he hits it, you know, he wasn't a great three-point shooter overseas this season. I think that's one of the, the questions for him moving forward is how great a shooter can he actually become? Yeah. Um, can he be consistent with that shot? Can he really stretch the floor in a way that's meaningful? I think probably the best guess is that, yes, he will eventually do that. Um but it could take time. The offense could take time. The defense, I think, will be next level right away. So I heard, I heard a take today, mm. sitting in the stands, talking to some people, some people are in the know, uh, maybe guessing that the Spurs could have a top 6-10 to 10 defense next season. I, think, I actually think like, the offense is going to be rough for them because I just think they don't have a lot of shot creators, and, and he's not going to be strong enough yet. But if you have him and another big, whether that's Zach Collins, whether they bring back uh, Gorgie Jang, like, wh- whoever that is, and then all that length on the wings. And then, you know, Trey Jones is small, but he's great at navigating screens. He gets into the, to offensive players. Like, I don't know, maybe by the end of the season they could have a surprisingly high-ranking defense. Yeah, I think the question is how they're going to use him. And I think you saw flashes of that tonight. It seems like they're committed to playing him at the four going yeah. forward, right? And just potentially putting a Zach Collins or someone big in there just to take the lumps from there. Um, I would say that his weak side defense and just his rim protection coming off of the wing and, and guarding on the perimeter probably – needs a little bit of development there. It feels like he's like a, a defensive end playing in space for the first time. Yeah. But just by being a giant human, he's just going to pick up three blocks. Like I've been saying, he might break the block record simply by playing consistent minutes in yeah. the NBA. And yeah. so, I mean, we'll see. We don't even know who the Spurs are going to fill all that cap space with. So right. there's still a lot to be decided before we're talking about top 10 defense, let alone just like a starting five lineup. But... They're going to be good eventually, but I think it's going to take a lot. I mean, the other part of this is, like, how much of a lump can he take? We saw him on the floor, I would say, half of his minutes. And now it's good that he got back up all the time, and I I think he showed some toughness, which was really encouraging. But uh, he's going to get pushed around a lot. I loved him down the stretch of the game, too. Yeah, yeah. You could see the competitive fire. You know, they're, they're down a couple points, and he's helping off the corner. Whoever the ball handler was, I forget who it was, does a spin move and he took the perfect time to double forces a turnover starts going crazy he's got the the nelly band-aid on kind of going nuts but you can see he's just a real competitor on top of being as skilled and talented and enormous as he is um i thought the crowd was fascinating yeah because it like the anxiety in the crowd in game one (laughs) Imagine was, paying hundreds of dollars for yeah, that game. Well, for, for that game, and that like that crowd has not been that anxious since like 
the earthquake in 2019. Like sure. that, like that's the last time we felt that kind of like nervous energy in the crowd. It's the last time Zion looked good. Oh, man. <laughs> might be the last time he played <laughs> at this point. That's a former Pelicans reporter for ESPN, yeah. Justin Barrier. Um, I like I I look at the game one. People almost reveled in the idea that he was looking like a bust, right? And then as he got going in game in game two, on, you know, tonight on Sunday, the crowd got behind him. And I, and like, look, that, I don't know if that's going to happen on the road. I like bet that, it will. Maybe. I because mean, it because it, it's also like it's. How's the nice way to put it? He looks freakish. Like it doesn't make sense physically to watch him move, to watch him play, and so I think that alone captivates the crowd in a way to where when he's then doing good things on a basketball court, like you can't help but kind of want more of those good things to happen, even if they're you know maybe against your team as long as your team wins. He has the taco fall allure, but he's the best prospect since LeBron James. Right, and so that's. Like, it's going to be just crazy. Like, if Taco Fall moved like Bowl Bowl. Like, that's, you know. <laughs> I, Taco see, Bowl? That's another tough comparison. <laughs> We've given some tough comparisons Don't look at to the camera after that. <laughs> Why did you look at the camera after that? <laughs> well, listen, I've always said You're that. You're just like Jim from The Office, this thing. Like. <laughs> I was trying to transition to some actual content. Thank you. Yeah. No, I, I always said that part of what led to Steph's rise was not only just him being so good, yeah. was that he was doing something unique on the basketball court that nobody else was doing. Right. Right? He could get a lay fan engaged because you're not seeing that from just a regular, you know, Detroit Pistons, San Antonio Spurs game, right? Right. Wembenyama is a one-of-one, one, and I think people are drawn to the spectacle of it. I think it's curious, though, whether he's going to be a villain or he is going to be just someone more beloved because he is way more charismatic than I ever imagined. Yeah. Like, he did one interview. I was like, I want to be friends with that guy. Yeah. Which is, like, surprising because you don't expect that from a spur, but you also don't expect that from, like, a foreign guy. It takes a lot of time, typically, for these right. guys to, like, ingratiate themselves to just, like, an American lay fan. I Even the line he said where he was like, I didn't know what I was doing tonight. Yeah. I need to learn what yeah. I'm doing. That that was funny. Yes. Like, legitimately funny. Unfortunately, the Spurs are going to beat that out of them. Like, they're just going <laughs> to, like, they're not going to allow this to to be a character, right? Like, it's just not, it's not going to be a thing. So I wonder if, I wonder if, like, it'll be boring until he's on the court. Mm. You the, know, like, because that's kind of the Spurs way. The other part of it, too, is I think Everyone's going to be jacked up to play against Wembenyama. Yeah. Yes. Oh god. And we've seen it in summer league. Obviously, Kai Jones was like that was the, probably the, the biggest game, of his game life. Of his, the biggest <laughs> yeah. and best game of his life. And I think NBA players like you listen to Pat Beverly. Remember when he played Lonzo Ball during Lonzo Ball's rookie season, yeah. and he was just jacked up trying to keep him from getting to half court. Like yeah. He's talked about that. This is a guy who's been so hyped, and everyone's going to be up in his stuff. Just going at him and it's going to be so much fun and it and it's going to be the spurs who aren't very good and so it's going to be in an environment where it's like not super important what right. the outcome is can i swear on this sure yeah okay you, there's a lot of shit sure to his fucking game can. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck yeah. Let's, let's not celebrate it let's just you know kind of ease it in <laughs> there's a lot of shit to his game yeah right and i think that's part of the draw yeah I'm curious how much of that is going to translate in the NBA. What do you guys think? Because, like, as you've seen in summer league, like, anytime he puts the ball on the floor, guys are swarming at him and swiping at him. Yeah. And I don't think he's gotten accustomed to it yet. Maybe he does eventually, but I, that's what's making him unique. But I also wonder if that's well, really going to be there for another couple of years. The thing about that is he's going to go against way better guards at doing that. Right. right? Way better wings. And so, like, I think you got a little bit of a taste of that when, when you know, Brandon Miller was helping in, in the first game. Like, it was no, I mean, no offense to Shaden Sharp, he's not really a defender, right? So, like, you didn't really not have exactly. a lot of that 
tonight, but also they weren't just kind of saying, eh, dribble around, let's see, you know, let's see how much shit is in your game, and like, and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out from there. Like they ran more basketball plays for him, and so I, I think that, you know, the strength with the ball, and I think that all comes in like, as he's gathering from his dribble, because it's such a long way, he just has to figure out how to do that quicker at the NBA level. Like, I don't even like. It's funny. I saw people talking about how, oh, he was like he. We showed how. Uh, his lack of physicality, on, you know, against the Hornets and stuff. I thought he was moving Brandon Miller in the post, like, pretty well. Like, he's moving him four or five feet, but then losing the ball. And I don't think that had anything to do with a lack of physicality. I think it had to do with trying to figure out how to gather against help at the NBA level or the Summer League NBA level. Yeah, and I think all that stuff could take time. Like, we've seen it with Kristaps Porzingis, yeah. who was another similarly sized player, had strength issues, especially early in his career. He, he had issues in the post, and especially when he was guarded by smaller, quicker players. Yeah. And I think early on, I would guess that Wembyana gets a lot of wings on him. He gets a lot of stronger guards on him. It's going to be like Drew Holiday up in his stuff trying to take away his dribble every time. And so it's going to be interesting to see how the San Antonio Spurs counteract that. Yeah. And also, eventually, that's not going to work. And eventually, he's yeah. going to reach a point where he just shoots over you. And the game tonight, like, he was in the paint. We kind of made a move that didn't go anywhere and then just turned around and shot over the top of somebody right yeah. after it. And it's like eventually that's what's going to happen. It's like Neo in the Matrix. Like I, when you figure out you're the one, you yeah. are going to be the one. And I think it's a lot of that like tip the rebound to himself and it's a dunk. Oh and it, yeah. and it's, we it's weird to see it because like it looks so easy and it looks so natural. And I guess it is because of his height and his agility and everything. But then, like, you get two seconds out of that highlight, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like that, like, that didn't make any sense. And he's not the first player to ever do it, but I think the ease with which he made it look. Just Listen, NBA players are giant humans. He is a giant amongst giants. Ever heard it, of Muggsy Bugs? <laughs> yeah, I have. Isaiah Thomas? <laughs> Both of them. So the two average-sized humans played the game of basketball. Otherwise, they're very big people. And you could just see Michael how Adams. just by standing above all these people. <laughs> how much of an advantage he has. But I will say this. If you want to use him more conventionally, mm. I'm curious how much he can be a factor in the screen and roll game. And you saw it a little bit there where, like, yes, he occupies a ton of space. So in part, he can only be so bad as a screener. But, like, you can see him getting moved pretty quickly in that re regard as well. And yeah. so even using him more traditionally, uh, like a, a, just a regular rookie big, I wonder how successful you could be there. Like, obviously, it's not black and white. They'll find yeah. a grayer to use all of this stuff. But, like... A lot, a lot of stuff has to come along here. Well, I also, like, look, I, you mentioned the three-point shooting. What, it was like 28 29% overseas, and it's a shorter line and everything. I, none of that's worried me, like, translating to the NBA, because his shot looks so good. The release point is so high. It's so fluid. It's not like this shot put or anything. It's not this lack of mechanics or anything. I think it's just a matter of getting used. And also, like, look, he took some bullshit three-pointers in France. Like, he just did. Like, some awful awful shots that you would just play like kind of like, like just dicking around with your friends like that's what it was Kevin right Board, porter jr type yeah exactly so, zach harper type shots well yeah but he i mean he hit more than 29 percent maybe in a good night 39 percent, maybe you know but like i just think like especially in the spurs stuff the spurs system like they're gonna iron out a lot of the bs and and so like there's so many positives. I'm glad he had a great game because 
you just don't want that kind of like, well, I don't know. He couldn't really do anything in summer league. What's he going to the NBA level? You're already going to get a lot of people saying, oh, what happens when Giannis plays him? What happens? It's like, what, what happens when Giannis plays anybody? Right. Like, why is all of a sudden Wemben Yama is like, well, he sucks because Giannis is going to overpower him. He, he pushed Ben Simmons, a 6'10", 240 guy, around, dunked on him, called him a little baby, and, and we're just like, yeah, that's, that's normal. Like, he's going to get overpowered at times, but he's also – there's going to be a point – in his career, and I don't think it's going to take that long where no one tries to dunk on him anymore. And even in the first, well, f- first of all, I think everyone's going to try to dunk on I him think forever. For, for, no, 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 no. Forever, no. everyone's going to try to dunk on him. Ever heard of Mark Eaton? That, but that, that's a career <laughs> highlight. Dikembe <laughs> Mutombo. <laughs> Sean Bradley. Also, big people. Yeah. Sean Bradley. Dikembe, everyone tried to dunk on him. Chris Paul, Mutombo. another normal sized guy. Didn't always work, yeah, but everyone yeah. tried to dunk on Mutombo. Fred Van Bleet. <laughs> <laughs> But All right, buddy. I like the segment of the show where I just name players but and interrupt what you're saying. I, I want to go back to the first game, though, yeah. because obviously it was a dud. And yeah. he didn't shoot well. He didn't score well. He did so many things in that game that were such high-low. His defense was amazing. Yeah. He had five blocks. He led the break and threw a left-handed bounce pass for a wide-open dunk. He probably should have had four or five more assists in that game. Like he, he, We didn't really see a whole lot of passing tonight, but that first game – he showed a lot. Yeah. Some of the stuff that he does, I just think Greg Popovich is going to have so much fun figuring out how to maximize. Extra it. five years, by the way, and and that that's part of the reason why I was happy they <laughs> didn't they didn't try to speed things up. Just saying things and that have happened recently now. That, Sorry, go ahead. That's part of the reason why I was happy they didn't try to speed things up yeah. and go out and get impact players this summer, because to me, the first year of his career should, in large part, be how do we find what makes this guy special. Right. How do we accentuate him in whatever way we can, running the right sets, what types of lineups work best with him, figuring out all that stuff. It's just like a lab for, for this first year. And Greg Popovich, he's going to be 79 by the time that extension Five years. <laughs> runs out. Yeah. Five years. Um, yeah like heard I, it here first, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think, Justin, like the – the weird thing about like we just we have to make comparisons, so it's like oh they tanked for him. Well, we they or do you? No, I don't. I hate comparisons. Oh really? I, yeah, I would rather I'd rather everyone be their unique selves. That's true. Except <laughs> for Nick Van Exel, I want more people to be like Nick Van Exel. Sure, like, I really appreciated him. But we immediately go like, well, Tim Duncan, he got drafted by the Spurs. They turned it around. They were contenders right away. And it's like, yeah, he came back. Like he got in there, and like David Robinson came back. He was like twenty nine when he <laughs> yeah. was twenty nine years he was, old as he a was rookie. First team All NBA as a rookie. Yeah, which is crazy. Insane. And like, and Wemby is joint. Like, no offense, he's a gold medalist, but like, it's Keldon Johnson, right? Like, that's who Wemby's. So like, it is going to have to be a solar play. They're not going to be a good team this year. Um, but with with him, I think the development, not skipping steps, all that, all those cliches. That's the important part for this first year, maybe the first two years. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about how they'll use him. How yeah. about how much is he going to actually play? Because I think that was the most encouraging thing tonight is that, as you referenced, like they played him down the stretch in crunch time. It was, gr- it was good to see him kind of rise to the moment. He really definitely has that dog in him, yeah. as Zach Harper likes to say. Oh, woof, woof, baby. Do you say that? No. I'm okay, well, no. <laughs> maybe you should. Um, <laughs> but I, I think I had a big question about how much they were going to play him in summer league in general, just because he had been playing over in France. But also, like, how much are they going to stagger his minutes? How much are they going to yeah. be protective over him and going into the regular season? Are we going to see a minutes limit? Are we going to see bursts Zion esque with the Spurs? And so 
I, I do think that's going to be a, my biggest question, but it seems like he wants to get after it, and they kind of let him play through that tonight. So I thought that was among the more encouraging things to see. And, I, and one of the things that's kind of stood out as we've gotten to know more about Wembenyama as a person, he's been preparing for this for a long time, like yeah. getting his body right. Mm. The, there's a plan for every single thing that he does, right down to the barefoot pregame workout, which is designed to strengthen his feet because obviously as a taller person, that can be an issue with foot injuries. And I don't like walking like that. on a hardwood floor barefoot. You know. Yeah, well, that's. But it's dangerous. Why you're not a generational so it's, prospect. It's tough. Yeah. Why? I don't know. If you had, you could have been the number yeah, one overall true. pick. Do you not wear sandals yeah. in your house? No, I don't wear any shoes in my house. What, what are you just? I don't wear pants. Like, what? what <laughs> I'm gonna have no pants but sandals. That doesn't make any just sense. Just stubbing your toes. I wear socks to yeah. bed. Why? Oh no, that's, that's no, that's not okay. I wear socks. You're a serial Why? killer. You're you're married. I just. I feel better in socks, a bit more comfortable in Mrs. socks. Mrs. King, what's going Did she take your last name? It, that's not important. She's, it, she hasn't legally taken it yet, but she's decided to take it. Maybe Trouble in Paradise. I don't know what's going on, but I wanted to ask the question. <laughs> Tune in next time. Tune in next time. There's <laughs> a lot of paperwork involved. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, it's just just forms. That's all it is. It's all digital now. It's not that big a deal. Um, do you think he should play again this summer? I don't. I think, like, pull it. What's the point of, like, He's had two games. There's no point in, like, risking injury. He did NBA Con. He did the <laughs> biggest event of the NBA calendar, according to Adam Can we Silver. talk about that stupid sphere? I don't know if we're going to get cut off here, but, like, that <laughs> stupid sphere just in the middle of Las Vegas. Oh, I love it. It was a moon at one point. It's a basketball. It's an eyeball. I don't like it at all. It's incredible. Why not? It's freakish. I think it's a traffic hazard. <laughs> it's the last thing people need to worry about in Vegas. It's like traffic? Well, yeah, just, like... Distractions. There's enough already. Yeah. I didn't I, even notice it, honestly. I swear to <laughs> God. I have no clue what you're talking it's about. It's like behind the link, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. The link? The link. What, what the fuck is the link? <laughs> <laughs> it's a hotel. You're saying things. It's a hotel. Like, you know what you're it's a hotel. Oh, okay, Welcome cool. Vegas. Is it, is it nice? It's all right. All right. It used to be so called something else. Imperial, Imperial Palace, maybe? Okay. And I just remember that place because I stayed there one year with friends you four guys to four guys to a room, very cheap. Socks on? I didn't have socks on. Hmm. Almost got into it with a Michael Jackson impersonator. Huh? There was a shoulder bump that happened on a walk, and it didn't go well. What did era? you bump him, or did he? He bump bumped you? my friend. Yeah. And then you stood up for your friend, or Always. your friend stood up for himself, and then you stepped in. Uh, probably the latter, but yeah, I definitely stepped in. Regular Dylan Brooks over here. I respect your loyalty. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm ready to go at any time. I'm also ready to sleep at any time. So, you know, it's the it's duality of man. It really is. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. Hey, guys, what are some other observations you had from Summer League? JV, who's, who's impressed you? Uh, so it turns out Jabari Smith, not that bad. Also should not play not anymore. Not that bad. Yeah. He shouldn't play See, anymore. I, I'm, He's too in, good. I'm in favor of playing all these guys. They all need to get so much better. Every single one of them. This isn't making From Wembenyama on down. This isn't making you Play better. them all. He, he and Tari are too good no for what. Summer League. Like, they don't, they're yeah. not getting – I get they want to play, and it's not bad that they want to play. Are you a Rockets fan? Does that mean you're a Rockets fan now? A believer? No. If they're playing Summer League competition all year, then, yeah, I'm in. But, okay. no. Jay, have, Jay thinks the James Rockets Wiseman are going to win. Garden. Yeah. <laughs> Jay, yeah, James Christ. Wiseman. Um, Jay thinks the Rockets are going to win 40 games. 40? 40. <laughs> out of how many? 4-0. <laughs> out, out of, of 180? <laughs> <laughs> out of 82. They're going to have an identity. I, th I, this is the second think, straight time I've derailed this podcast here in Las Vegas. That Last they time, signed Brooke Lopez. Is, are you under the impression they signed Brooke Lopez? Who needs Brooke Lopez when the you Rockets? have Al <laughs> When you have Jock Landell, baby. No, but seriously. Seriously. They are going to have an identity. They are going to be super tough. 
They had an identity last year. It was not good. It, it was, it was extremely bad. Extremely poor. Yeah. But they have better players now. Fred Van Vliet, very good. Dylan Brooks, super tough. No matter what you want to say about him, he's as unless he's as, in a fight and then he gets tackled by like the team manager, a regular size, Chris Paul size team manager. Second team all defense. Jay Sean Tate, very good defender. Yeah, he's nice. Jabari Smith, also a very good defender. They have super athletes in Thompson, Jalen Green. They have Whitmore. Like they're going to have an identity as an extremely Whitmore's long, extremely athletic, extremely switchable team. Whitmore's not going to play. And I'm in. I am is, in. Is, is Amon Thompson going to play? Never mind. Jock Land? Who needs Brooke Lopez when you got Jock Land? That's the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast. Yeah, that was I think they might be ter- worse terrorism. than the Spurs next year. Ooh. I, because here's the thing. The Spurs still were really bad this, last year. Yeah, but they at least have, like, structure and an identity and, like, they can run plays, you know? Yeah. Like, what are we doing with Kevin Porter Jr.? What are Like, how much is not the men Tom- Not much. Yeah. I would guess not much. That's, yeah. part, sure. that's part of my thesis here. <laughs> okay. Is is that he will not play much? Okay, I, I would hope so. But I'm, like, Amen Thompson is like what, nineteen, twenty years old? Like, yeah. he has to play through mistakes. There's so many young guys that still need to like actually learn the basics of NBA basketball. I still don't know how like they actually win games, even if they have a vet well, like Fred and. And Dylan to that around. point, like I don't know, like like Jalen Green, Amen Thompson, Dylan Brooks, Fred VanVleet. You can't play all those guys at once. You can't play three of those guys at once and, and hope to win, right? Like, they, they have an embarrassment of riches in terms of there's a lot of guys that need minutes because there's a lot of guys with great potential. But, I mean, I don't – like, Ime Odoka's had a – he's going to have a real tough time figuring out rotations with this team because what's the offensive identity? What's the defensive identity? Like, yes, Dylan Brooks can defend. Fred Van Vliet, despite being like five foot ten, like he can another small guy. He can compete <laughs> normal size guy. I said him earlier. Uh, he can <laughs> he can compete defensively, but he's still short. Yeah. Um, like Jalen Green, not a defender. Amin Thompson, not a defender. Jabari is a good defender, but you know how many how many different combinations can you put out there? I think half their season is going to be figuring out what the rotation is, which Ime did in Boston, right? Like that year in Boston, like yeah. it took him a while to figure that out. That rotation, that was with really good players ready to win now. I just don't know. I think the future for Houston is super bright. I just don't think it super happens. Super bright? I like a lot of that talent, man. Like I, They're and, very much Zach Harper players. Jalen Green is the most Zach bad? Harper player. Oh, in oh the my bad God. players? Is oh, that my God. Jalen Green, like, I don't even think he thinks about passing. It doesn't matter. Like, he could be the inbounder. He's like, can I and shoot this? Like, Cam Whitmore I love that. Think oh, my God. As much as Jalen so, Green does about passing. Yeah, he's so smooth, but I, he's not going to pass. Like, I just don't know. I don't know where that comes from in terms of winning games this year. The only thing Cam Whitmore passes is the eye test. He's <laughs> a grinder. Also, maybe hurt all the time. I don't know. But TJ McConnell, normal size guy. So let's say they're better than the Spurs. <laughs> what other team are they vaulting in the West? That's right. my concern. Like, like, how are you getting to 40? Because yeah. even in their own division, they're not so better than Dallas. They're not better than Memphis. I think Dallas is going to be They're good. not better than the Pelicans. That is a question I've grappled with. As I was forming you, this Did take, you win that grapple? <laughs> I haven't yet won it with myself, but I'm in the middle of a grapple with that question. Okay. What does that even mean? This is, he hasn't run the numbers. Go, go what numbers? He needs to put him through the Nate Silver like, uh, meter thingy. Didn't that thing get shut down? Well, not for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I still have access. <laughs> oh, well, that maybe why it got shut down. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, who else? Who else besides Jabari Smith? Because Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, too good for somebody. Like, they, I don't think they should play anymore. I love Scoot Henderson. Obviously, yeah, he very limited yeah. time. He I'm was Thompson looked great. Awesome. Yeah. Scoot, he's so big, so physical, got wherever he wanted, and could just run a team. Mm. And 
Especially in a summer league setting, it's rare to see he's someone playing, he's been, who's just making the right play. He's been playing summer league basketball for like three years. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a great point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess that's fair. But but still, like he, he's great. He looks way beyond his years, and just in terms of understanding the game. Right? Yeah, and and to me, like we know the physicality that he's going to have. We know the athleticism he's going to have. Mm. But for him to come in in his first game as a pro and come in on fire, but then not only just he scored a ton instantly, but then still was passing and getting yeah. people involved. Yeah. And that to me was really impressive. Just instant comfort. With yeah. that guy, yeah, 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 it was just right there immediately. You, I, know, you know who isn't good though? Who? His teammate, Shaden Sharp. I'm, I'm really? with you on this train. Whoa, he's a Zach guy. Yeah, he's I a Zach him. guy. I love him. What does he do well except for dunk? And he missed one. He tonight. takes shots. He, sh- he shoots three. He takes. Sh- he, <laughs> he takes, takes a lot of he shots. Takes them. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he takes a lot of That's shots. That's it. I like that though. I like that he's not afraid to score. <laughs> he's, he's ambitious. <laughs> he's ambitious. <laughs> Like, he should have dominated tonight. There's literally no sure. one in his way. I, I know Wemby is a defensive presence, and, like, the Spurs team is Earl half Watson, of normal-sized guy. Also a normal-sized guy. Yeah. Scoot Henderson, normal-sized guy. No, not, not, he's built like a – Well, yeah, he's muscular, but 6'2", yeah. 6'1", six six something like that. I don't think he's normal-sized. He's like a linebacker. Yeah. How tall are you? 6'2". Normal-sized guy. Normal-sized guy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also built like a linebacker. Went 2-22 on, on, on his basketball team in college. Whoa. Freshman year. We were about 500. It's like the process. Okay. Yeah. And then they went to the NCAA tournament. So I turned around the program. Well, they turned around when you I left. shot 67% from three one year. Two, two for three? Four for six. Okay. Normal size guy. Better than you. No. Come on. Get out of here. <laughs> I would have gone six for six. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Were they contested? Uh, one of them was from half court. I love that you thought I asked JV that <laughs> for a second. <laughs> no, but Shaden Sharp. What, what am I missing? I mean, he's super athletic. He's barely played any basketball. You know, like, I, he's I think. Young. I, and this is the perfect situation. Like, okay, like, we're going to trade Dane. We're going to be bad. I also go, think go figure it out. It's possible as he evolves, he'll be a really good running mate for Scoot because Scoot will be getting into the paint. And he's a really gifted shooter. He's a super athlete. There's a lot to work with. He just needs to learn how to play basketball, <laughs> which, which isn't a small thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a small thing. Yeah. But he has so many gifts, and he's yeah. had so many highlight plays already. In you this. know who I haven't loved, which is crazy for me because he's my type, my type of player? I'm not a big fan of the way Jaden Ivey's playing in Summer League. Interesting. Like it's The Pistons got mollywopped with, like, three of their starters. Yeah. In the, like, real team starters. Yeah. Wiseman was bad. I, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and they're trying to, like, play Duran and him together. I guess just yeah. for the sheer fact that they have to start both of them for optics' sake. I couldn't even but, like, tell you if, if Osir Thompson was – Good or bad tonight because he never got the ball. Like Osage County, is that what you said? <laughs> Osage Thompson. Yeah, and Ivy, especially Amon's brother. When you brother, when you heard of him, someone texts me. They're like, "How does Osage look?" I said, "Like Amon." <laughs> he does. They, look it up. They threw that one up. For one you. of them got off the elevator at my hotel, and I don't know what. I think it was Osage. It was a Thompson. Yeah, but Jaden Ivy. Back to your point. Like when guys come back for their second year, they typically dominate. Yeah, Jabari Smith dominating. Orlando Robinson, dominated. He's good. He cultured, man. He's he's, he's yeah. next. I used to watch Orlando Robinson when he was at Fresno State, and he used to cook everyone. Yeah. And he, now he's he's starting to do that. I don't know if he'll ever be a good defender. You saying you watch Fresno State basketball is actually the worst thing you've ever said on this podcast. <laughs> they used to play. They would have games that started at, like, midnight. So after the last NBA game, mm-hmm. Fresno State would still be on, and it was just a beautiful thing to watch Orlando Robinson thing. cook. Go dogs. <laughs> Go dogs, indeed. All right, I want to. I want to end. I want to end on something fun, guys. All right, we're 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 in Vegas. We're being quirky. 
You got two options. You either tell me your favorite place and your least favorite place in Vegas, or you show me your, your lock screen on your phone. Can I ask you yeah. a question off of that question? <laughs> when did you decide while we were talking that you were going to do this bit? Like, right from the jump? <laughs> I think right after I mentioned TJ McConnell's name. Because <laughs> I started thinking, if, you, if I could peel back the curtain a little bit, I started thinking about, like, what does TJ McConnell do in Vegas? Yeah. Well, I bet he's a big, like, goes to shows guy. I bet he was at Usher the other night. I wish I was at Usher. Yeah. Uh, I think he's like a One Oak guy. Really? <laughs> no. No. I think he's at that place where they, like, they put alcohol in, in milkshakes. What's that place? I bet oh, he goes Holsteins. to Holsteins, yeah. I bet he goes to Old Vegas. How did I know that? Um, he's probably like a pie gal guy, like a very like oh, deep cut yeah. gambler. Okay. He goes to Old Vegas. Yeah. Cam Whitmore definitely plays Casino War, right? <laughs> I saw Daniel Orton once play Casino War. I was War. with you. you he lost, right. he lost, Daniel Orton lost about $1,500. Wow. Yeah. He could have used that. In, a, in maybe 20 minutes. <laughs> like it use was, it now, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, or maybe some nice career somewhere. We don't know. Yeah. That, so what was the question again? Yeah. Either show uh, – I want to either know what your lock screen is on your phone or tell me your favorite and your least favorite. That's – It's nothing. Boring. Yeah, all right. So tell me your favorite and your least favorite. That's you and your wife. All right. Mine's my dog. So, all right, I guess like, that we <laughs> figured that one out. You can see my notifications if I don't, you want. I don't want to. Uh, what's, the, what's the most interesting notification you got there? There was none. I got a text from Adam Himmelsbach. Hmm. No, nah, that's not interesting. Uh, no offense to Adam. Um all right, so what's your favorite and least favorite place in Vegas? I think I'm having dinner tonight for the third day in a row at Momofuku. Yeah. Now, Three days I think straight it, is wild. Be, I, don't, the, I, the, didn't, get, I never get, scheduled any of these. Get the caviar bun. You okay. have to. Okay. It's amazing. So I would say by default, yeah, I just happened to fall into certain dinner reservations. Okay. And here I am yeah. three times. So I would say by default, it's my favorite place. Okay. Least favorite place, wherever you are. So right here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I second that. I second that. All right. Favorite place then? Carbone. Yeah. Oh, that's I good. love Carbone. That's where I, that's where I saw Patrick Beverly celebrate the Kawhi Leonard signing mm. back in 2019. That's incredible. Yeah. How did he celebrate it? Uh, so it was P.J. Tucker. It was Jordan Clarkson standing in the middle of the restaurant talking. Patrick Beverly is skipping around the restaurant. <laughs> In celebration, because he was a Clipper at the time, wearing like a wearing a, a black <laughs> yeah. Allen Iverson jersey, and Clarkson and Tucker just having a normal conversation, and then occasionally Pat would skip up to PJ Tucker and just like a primal scream in his face, <laughs> and then just go away. And PJ like could not have cared less. Great. Like it was great. Yeah. Who made out the best from that moment on? Like who's had the better career? It's PJ, right? From those three, Jordan Clarkson. No. Clarkson? no. Yeah. PJ. PJ's been in bigger moments, probably. PJ won a title. Oh, that's true. After yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I forgot. He was he's on, on that team. Yeah, he's on the team. Good God. He's yeah. And he's, Good for what him. is he, 39, getting paid like $11 million a year? Good agent. I will say Pat Bev hanging on for dear life in the NBA. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to be teammates out now. two years ago. Yeah. They are true. teammates. Yeah, how about that? They are going to be ludicrous together. <laughs> I think once we get to the Patrick Beverly, PJ Tucker teammates portion of the podcast, that's it. Uh, <laughs> I'll say. I'll say my least favorite place uh, is there's that, like, promenade by the link uh, where, like, the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club is and all this stuff. That is a nightmare of a place. Favorite place? The airport. Heading on out, guys. All right. That's going to do it for the Athletic MVA show. Listen to group chat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's good promotion. Uh, other Whatever podcast. Whatever podcast we're doing here. you're doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Spotify, maybe? Yeah. Sure, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Stitcher, is that still a thing? <laughs> who knows? Pandora, who knows? Sirius XM, any of them. No, no, not, no, not, not those? Okay. Not the last one. Uh, and make sure you're checking out Jay's incredible summer league coverage of the summer Celtics. And uh, read the Bounce newsletter from The Athletic. I actually haven't written a single story about the summer league Celtics. All right, great. We'll end on that. Thanks, guys. But Jared Weiss is writing one today. You can read that. Thanks for having me. <laughs> guys. <laughs> what a finish.